0: Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study.
1: The only thing more exciting than watching God work in somebody else's life is seeing God work in your own life. You know, you may hear the testimony of God working in somebody's heart or using some other person. That's great. Rejoice with them. But friend, are you letting God work in you? Are you engaged? Are you plugged in? Do you have something to rejoice in today that God is doing in your life? We return today to Acts chapter 15, and uh, there's a little shift here because the opening verses are all about Paul and Timothy. Now we're getting beyond just their relationship to the entire missionary team, and we're going to be introduced to yet another one of the workers. Uh, It is the man who is writing the book. His name is Luke, the beloved physician, Dr. Luke, who wrote the gospel record and now who writes the book of Acts, uh, is now inserted in the story himself by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I love that. And uh, why? Because something happened in Acts chapter number 15. Let's pick up where we left off. Uh, The Bible says in verse number 4, And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. Did you hear it? They becomes we. He's writing first as a commentator, if you will, as an observer, as a spectator. He's calling the game. They did this and they went there and they were used here and they did that. But when you come to verse number 10, uh, there is something beautiful. Because the Bible says, though Paul is the one who got the vision and heard the words, come over into Macedonia and help us, it says immediately we endeavored. Uh, Do you know what just happened here? Luke is now not writing as a person who heard about it or saw it or simply speaks about it. He is writing now as a participant, as a fellow worker, a fellow laborer, a fellow soldier. This is a man who is now connecting his life to what God is doing. We know that he was a medical doctor. Uh, Imagine, just imagine what would happen if every true follower of Jesus would connect what they are doing with their life to what God is doing for eternity. Imagine if every Christian doctor was really ministering to the Lord right where they are and ministering to people right where they are and saw their work in connection to the Great Commission. Imagine, fill in the blank. What is it God's given you to do? That's not just to make money and pay for the house and, and just provide for the meals. No, no, God's purpose for your life is beyond that. So are you connected to the Great Commission work? Uh, has they become we in your life? Uh, you can read the biographies of great Christians and witnesses and missionaries, and you can hear about churches, and you can watch even your pastor and people at the church serving, and it can be all they. Uh, But when you finally say, by the grace of God, I can't do much, perhaps, but I'm doing something, they becomes we. So what should we do? Well, let's just take the verses we've read through. Here here are some things we should do. Uh, First of all, in verse number six and in verse number seven, we should be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, all of us. Uh, It's interesting. In verse six, they're forbidden of the Holy Ghost to go into Asia, and that doesn't mean that God didn't love Asia. In fact, uh, Asia's getting ready to get the gospel, but it's coming in God's way and in God's time. In the very next verse, the Spirit suffered them not, so the Holy Ghost says, no, no. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit not only says yes, sometimes He says no. Is the Holy Spirit saying no to you today? Is the Holy Ghost pausing something? Uh, you're, You're unsettled, don't have peace about it, then just wait. If there's doubt, don't. Just wait on God. God's timing is as much a part of his will as everything else. And so we, not just they, we must be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Then we must have a burden for the lost. Can you hear this man come over into Macedonia and help us? There's a world crying that out today, help us. They don't even know what they're looking for. They just know they need help. And the help comes through the gospel. The help comes through the Lord Jesus Uh, Friend, it's not just Paul that needs a burden for the lost. Luke needs a burden for the lost. I need a burden for the lost. You need a burden for the lost. We need a burden for a lost world in desperate need of spiritual help. So we need to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We need to have a burden for the lost. We need to obey God. The Bible said that they immediately went. They immediately endeavored to go, assuredly gathering. Do you hear all these words of confidence, immediately, assuredly gathering, that the Lord had called us. So whatever God has given you to do, do it, friend. Don't delay. Stop making excuses. Stop putting it off. Tomorrow may never get here. It's never going to get any easier. So just draw a line in the sand today and start. We need to begin to serve the Lord right where we are. The will of God is always present tense. And then we need to preach the gospel. That's what they were called to do, to preach the gospel. We've got to get the gospel out. How could you get the gospel out today? Uh, Do you think your pastor ought to be a witness today? Well, I've got news for you. He should be, but so should you. All of God's children are to be witnesses. And so by the grace of God, as you go, as you deal with people, as you cross paths with people today, we must be witnesses for the Lord Jesus. Uh, Then we must be in the place of prayer. That's where they go in verse 13. By the way, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the rest of this chapter is what God did in Philippi. I can't wait to show you. We'll return to this passage. Read ahead in the next few days. Uh, It's my favorite book of the Bible, the book of Philippians, and here's the backstory. Big things getting ready to happen in Philippi. Do you know where it all started? At the place of prayer, where prayer was wont to be made, and Luke was there. He was a participant. We must be in the place of prayer. And then the Bible says they just started speaking unto the women that resorted thither. They just started having conversations about Christ. We must do that. We must be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We must have a burden for the lost. We must obey whatever God tells us to do immediately. We must preach the gospel to others. We must stay in the place of prayer. And by the help of the Lord, we must begin to have conversations with people about what really matters. They're about to find that God's gone before them. You're going to find the same thing. The Lord's always working on the other end. Uh, God's already prepared hearts and And open hearts, and they're just going to get in on what God is already doing. And you can do the same thing. Friend, the greatest adventure in the world is the adventure of following Jesus and leading others to do the same. Uh, The greatest excitement and thrill is connecting your life to God's eternal purpose. Let's make it so today. They becomes we. Though no more scripture is
0: being written, The story of the furtherance of the Gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before He ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the Gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.